Hey, everybody. It's Stefan from a Comedy Advice Podcast. You know, we went to high school together. Yeah, we knew Tom. Tom, yeah, you know, big buddy Tom. Yeah, he got stuck. He's in jail now. But anyway, this is Stefan, guys. And I just wanted to let you know that you guys are in for a special treat. I know that I always say that. I think I need something more than special treat now. I need like, you guys are in for some audio gold. Audio platinum coming your way. Anyway, you guys really are in for a a very special treat, some audio gold. You guys have got Paul Verzi on this episode that you're about to listen to. He is the sweetest man. He's the funniest man. He's a great person. He's been touring with Bill Burr. We talk about his special on Comedy Central that is gone. It's picked up again because they started to promote it on TikTok. On TikTok, his bit about his daughter with lightsabers has over 4 million views. It's crushing right now. And then he also has another bit about Paul politics on Facebook that's also picked up quite the steam. I don't know why I sound like an old-timey news reporter. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm John Mulaney. Anyway, we talked about his stand-up. We also talked about movies. He got to work with Judd Apatow because he made an appearance in the movie that's out today, actually, June 12th, The King of Staten Island with Pete Davidson and Bill Burr. So we talk a little bit about that. We talk about him coming to Phoenix, Arizona today through Sunday. He's going to be here if you guys want to go to the show Please do support him. The tickets are in the show notes, along with links to all his social media profiles. So Instagram, Facebook, his YouTube channel. Check out his podcast, The Verzi Effect. He's got some great guests on there, too. He brings on Bill Burr. He's got Pete Davidson. He's got Tom Green. It's a really great podcast. So check it out. Subscribe. Be a friend. Be a friend to me, okay? All right. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. And then one more thing. Thank you. I haven't said it yet this episode. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. And if you guys like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend. Those reviews are really important to us and they've helped us climb the charts in Apple Podcasts. We're in the top 100 for top comedy improv podcasts. So really appreciate it, guys. All the love. Just spraying it back at you. Spray, spray, spray. That sounds disgusting. (laughs) All right. Stefan's going to stop talking now, and he's going to let you listen to the show. A comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for Stefan. And friends. Make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Stefan? A comedy advice podcast. (laughs) What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, Paul? Good, good. Let me see. Where's the video here? There we go. Oh, nice, nice. I see you're in your studio. Yeah, I built this. I built this during the pandemic. It was cool. You know, I was like, what else are you going to do? I had nothing going on. And I was just like, you know what, man? You know, you got lemons. So that's that's what it was. Yeah, I heard you talking about it on, on one of your podcast episodes. And by the way, I, I love the podcast and it's been going on for 10 years, which is crazy. Yeah, you know, when I first started doing it, man, I was just kind of like, I just doing the podcast just because it was like, all right, man, you know, this is also going to help my comedy muscle. This is going to help stand up. That's, that's, that's a thing, you know, you're talking alone and stuff. And then as the times changed and everybody's podcast was evolving, this was a time where now it's going to be video and I have my own studio and all that stuff. So, but uh, yeah, man, it's been good. So I, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate the support. 
Yeah, dude, absolutely. It's kind of cool to see because you announce the episode number before you get started with all of your guests. And then all of your guests' faces are like, damn, like I saw Tom Green and Pete Davidson. They're like, damn, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah, Yeah, I've been doing it a while, man. It's uh, I remember when I first started doing it, Bill Burr said to me, he said, watch how much better your stand-up gets. And it's true. Doing a podcast, especially alone, with no feedback from anybody and it's just your thoughts uh, definitely works a muscle that you're not, that you don't use a lot. Have you gone back and listened to pre like 2011 episodes and you're like, Oh, this is it cringeworthy or um, have you seen Uh, yourself develop a lot? You know, I don't, I don't listen to anything. Yeah. I don't listen to any episodes of anything. I don't even really like to watch anything that I do. So it's kind of like once it's done, unless like, unless I'm looking for some sort of clip or unless I want to make sure that I said something the way that I was supposed to say it or like if, you know, but other than that, I don't listen. I just literally, I just put it out and I'm done. Oh man. Good for you. That takes a lot of courage because I don't do that. I remember I, I, I'm about 145, 146 episodes in and I listened back to the first five episodes and I was like, I can't show this to the public. It's so cringeworthy. Right. So <laughs> so yeah. we, we actually start at episode yeah. six, but it's really cool. And I feel like it, you're totally right. And Bill Burr's totally right. It's such a good way of flexing your comedy muscle, especially if you're doing it by yourself but i think the having guests like you've been able to have too i feel like it really fosters a relationship that either you had friends and you get them on or maybe they're people you haven't known like getting you on to this podcast is really cool and you kind of get to know people at a little bit of a deeper level or at least 30 minutes of you guys talking so i think that's pretty cool too yeah um the nice thing is like majority of the times i have a guest on my podcast i know them Tom Green was a little different. Tom Green and I, we have the same manager. So um, it was kind of like we, I met Tom at, at, at the stand in New York City. And uh, we had, you know, he, uh, he knew, knew about me through, I guess, my manager and certain things. And then he ended up coming on. But after five minutes, we, you know, we got, after five minutes, we just, it just started to click. But other than that, like guys like, uh, you know, Pete and and Bill and and all these people, Giannis and Tim and all my, all my friends, it, it just flows easy, you know, when you know the person. But um, it's kind of like smoking a cigar with a friend. I don't know when you smoke a cigar with a buddy, conversations just better than when you're just when you're not. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I I did try to pick up that habit and smoke a cigar every episode, but it just didn't work out. My wife doesn't like me smoking in this room, so um, <laughs> what podcasts will have to do. But I think you're totally right. Where it kind of chills your nerves a little bit, and you you you're just able to sit down, relax, and have a nice conversation. Yeah, it's like having a like a, a drink with somebody and having a talk. It's like it's. It's always going to be different than if you're, you know, walking in the mall or a store with them or you're just in the car with even in the car when you're like sitting down and you have a drink or a smoke and you have that relaxed, like, you know, that the next whatever half hour, hour, two hours is just leisure. And then you're with that individual. It's just going to bring something out that that makes you know that person better for sure. Yeah. 
Well, this is really cool. I know that the car is already on the road, so I'm just going to take the wheel and steer. Guys, welcome to a Comedy Advice Podcast. This is another great episode with your host, Stefan Satani. And that lovely voice that you guys have been hearing is a special guest. He's a stand-up comedian from Yonkers with a hot newish special on Comedy Central. His comedy album, Night at the Stand, was number one on iTunes and reached number four on Billboard's Top 100. He's performed around North America with Bill Burr in some places you may have heard of, like uh, Madison Square Garden, the Chicago Theater, and Carnegie Hall. And for all of you Phoenix listeners, he's going to be in CB Live this weekend. And he's also in the movie The King of Staten Island with Pete Davidson coming out June 12th. Everybody welcome Paul Verzi. Uh, thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh... King of Staten Island is coming out. Um, unfortunately, my big scene did get cut, but because um, I had a big, I had a scene that was, I mean, I, I can't even give it away. I can't give away what my scene was, but I had a scene in the movie, which was very kind of heavy and poignant in the movie, but um, the script had changed and my scene would not have made sense with the script change, but you will see me in a very unique way in the movie, uh, towards the end, at the end, I'm in a very, you'll see my face in a very unique way. That's the most that I could get, uh, give, but it's, uh, it's definitely going to be great. So, uh, but yeah, man, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. To, great to have you on too. And that's a, a bummer about the scene, but glad that you're still making an appearance in the movie. And I, I was hearing on the podcast the for the Verzi effect that you host with Pete Davidson that you had on ex- as a guest, you guys were talking. And this was the real this was like the first Hollywood type movie that you starred in. I mean, besides being in Funny or Die flicks and some indie films. What was it like being in and and uh, acting in this movie? Well, it was crazy. Those guys was was nuts. Like to to be to be in a scene or in a movie or have or just on a set where Judd Apatow is directing you, and it was just Judd and me. So my scene was really just me. Um, and you're like, man, this guy did Anchorman. You know, this guy did Knocked Up, and this guy did all this stuff. And now I'm literally on a movie set, and like we're just going back and forth about the scene that I'm doing. So. <sighs> It was it was surreal. What was really crazy was on my way to the lot, on my way to to do my scene, I got a like a text going like, "Hey, yeah, we're not going to do those words. We're going to change it around when you get here." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "I was for months. I was ready like to do my scene and do my lines, and they just change it." But that's kind of the, you know Judd Apatow style is like uh, riff stuff or just you know. So it ended up working out. But um, yeah, it was a it was really cool to like see a universal studios picture and how just insanely organized and like ready and like all that stuff compared to you know doing stuff for like you know sketches or funny or die stuff so it was really cool man that's really cool and i know um bill burr was also in the movie or he's in the movie too and i was gonna ask about that too like it seems I, I saw Bill Burr. I think one of the first things I saw him act in was Breaking Bad, and I thought, "Wow, having a comedian in the movie in a show that's a little darker is an interesting choice." But he did a great job. And then I think it was on a podcast or something. Some either he or somebody was talking about him and saying, "You know, being a comedian, you're also flexing acting muscles a bit." And and oh, it was Vince Gilligan, the writer of Breaking Bad, and he was saying that a, that a lot of comedians that he's worked with 
have been really good at acting, even serious roles like Bob o- Odenkirk. And so I was going to ask too, you were saying that the role that you were playing was was a little more serious or the scene that you had was a little more poignant. How did you feel doing that and acting in that? Well, um, once the movie comes out, I'll be able to kind of explain more about what my character was doing. But I can tell you this. Um, it was so it, it was a serious part to the point where we were like, hey, should we try to throw a joke in just to lighten it? Because it was just something that needed to be seen in the movie. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think as a comedian, I like doing I like acting and I like acting serious, too. Like we did um, even when we did we did this Goodfellas um, spoof or sketch or whatever. And like part of it was me being serious. And like it actually there's something about acting um and you're right about what you said. It's like, when we're on stage, we're acting too, kind of like, even though like we're, if you go into an act out, right. If I'm on stage and I'm talking about my son or daughter doing something and I'm going to act them doing it, I'm literally acting, acting. So, um, yeah, it was really, it was really cool to do something serious and it's fun to just like kind of acting is scary at the beginning. I'm scared. I was, I was always scared of like acting classes and reading a monologue in front of actors but yeah. when I'm like, when I'm like comfortable and I know what I'm doing and I could just, it's, it's kind of like, it gets kind of fun, you know, nice. it gets fun as you do it. That That's really cool. You need like, it, it's like, it's like confidence too, though. It's like, um, if you, it's like, if you're playing basketball, right. And you're in a game and you hit your first two shots. Now, all of a sudden your confidence level is you're just like, Oh, this is my game. You know, so it's like with acting, you're going to be nervous. You don't know anybody. But then all of a sudden, once you do a scene or two and you know, then it's then you're like, oh, man, this is fun. So it's just another thing. It's like I I look at myself as almost like an open micer of acting. But then people say when I do it, I'm good at it. But like my main focus was always stand up. But now that I've done some things with acting and people have said, wow, you were really good at it. Now, you know, this is obviously something that I would, you know, always continue to do, but you got to get confident. You got to be ready and all that stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, So I I wanted to turn a little bit into the comedy vein and I'm talking about that. And one of your special, your newish, newest special Bill Burr presents Paul Verzi. I'll say this on comedy central, uh, was going to talk a little bit about that because I think it was released in November, but it took a resurgence and it started going viral on TikTok and Facebook. I think I heard on an episode that one of your son's friends told you or. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been crazy because I, I like, you know, people were asking me like how, you know, what, what happened, but like, yeah, I'll say this came, I'll, I'll say this came out um, November of 18. So it's like a year and a half old. And um, it's, it's, it's about, yeah, it's about a year and a half old and um, it did well when it came out, but then, you know, due to like licensing agreements and all that stuff, like comedy central, you got to figure out when they're going to air it again. And then you have to, you know, have their streaming service. So it was more difficult for people to get. So we were putting clips out. I was allowed a certain amount of clips to put out of it. And uh, you know, next thing you know, uh, this TikTok thing, which is like the most downloaded app on the planet. Um, my son is talking to his buddy who's 11 years old and I hear them in the kitchen talking and I hear my son and him talking TikTok. And do you have a TikTok account? And my son's like, no, I don't think so. And then my son says, dad, do you have one? And I'm like, you know, I almost like laughed it off. Like, no, I don't have one. And then I hear his son say, 
well, your dad's on here with like 2.1 million views and 1.1 million likes on this joke. And I'm going like, I'm like, what? Like, I didn't even, I was like, what are you talking about? And then I realized that Comedy Central has a page with all of their comedians and certain jokes. And like mine was like in the top five. And right now it's in the top two, I believe, ironically, or, or top two or three, ironically, with Pete Davidson and one, uh, and it has 4.1, yeah, 4.1 million views and 1.1 million likes. And then two other jokes, two different jokes from the special are now on Comedy Central's Facebook and they have a combined of like 900,000. So there was almost a million there. So it's like this whole, the craziest thing is in this pandemic, man, it's like, the special people were like, oh, it's one of my favorites of 2020. And I'm like, well, I appreciate that. But it wasn't 2020, you know, because my, you know, my next one's ready to go. Like, that's what I'm out here. You know, when I'm out in Phoenix this weekend, like my next one, we were ready to, you know, now we're talking two years, over two years of, of when I shot it and everything. So, um, yeah, people think that it's kind of new just because of the resurgence. And the best part is everybody associated with this new hour I'm doing all says it's better. But I personally, I know it's better. So that's what I'm excited for. Like, I think I'll say this was a really great special for my first one. And I think it made a statement, but I know this next one is, is better. And, and so does the, the, my team. And so that's what we're, we're really excited about. But yeah, man, who would have known 4 million views on TikTok and all this stuff um, because of my 11 year old son. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy. So do you have a TikTok account now? Are you going to try and promote other jokes? And yeah, things I just, like that? yeah, like, I, uh, yeah, like I started this TikTok account and like, you know, I'm kind of playing with it. I don't know. And then we were just putting up some stand up clips. So I really don't know what I'm doing on there. And I realized like what it takes to get like a lot of hits is like stuff I'm not willing to do, like dancing and doing that, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, um, but I guess since Comedy Central's focus is stand-up, that's why it kind of exploded on that platform. But I did some fun videos with my kids. I'll continue to do some stuff and, and you know, just see what happens. But just putting stand-up out there, too, I mean, why not? I mean, if that many people on that app saw me, I might as well have a, at least some presence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's incredible. I unfortunately did not see the special when it came out, but I saw it after I started to see the clips on TikTok and Facebook. And yes, that's an admittance that I use TikTok. But I, oh, yeah. but I, I saw it. And, and I, I guess you just automatically think if you see a trailer or if you see little snippets, it's like, oh, those are the best parts. But those were great. I love. <laughs> I think my favorite might actually be the daughter lightsaber bit. It's it's so good. But there were yeah. s- the special was awesome. Like it was constant bit after bit Thanks. after bit that was just making me crack up. And my wife too. And she's a tough critic. So oh yeah. Oh no, I appreciate it, man. I, yeah, it's like that's one thing that like for me that means a lot, you know, uh, because that's what I wanted to do with it. Like. I want to tell some quick jokes. I want to, st- I want to tell stories, but I just don't want any kind of lulls, you know, and this new one, I can promise you this new one is going to be, I think this new one is going to be really, really special. Um, and I'm just waiting for, you know, we were looking to get it done and, and talk to people about it. And then obviously the pandemic happened. So we're going to get, you know, back to back to work soon, but um, no, man, I appreciate that. And, and I'm glad in a way that, that it did get a resurgence while, you know, I mean, obviously not under the conditions of COVID-19 or whatever, but I'm glad that like comedy central knew enough to go, Hey, you know what? 
it's the numbers are really like good with the clips. Let's put it on YouTube. They re-released it on their YouTube for seven days. Yeah. And it got like, I think in a week, it got like almost a quarter of it was, you know, we were going to be at a quarter of a million soon. And then unfortunately that it came, it came down because of advertising and stuff. But uh, yeah, man, it, it's, it's, you got to have stuff seen. And, and that's the thing, man. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this too. I'll, I'll say this. I'll, uh, I look at it like this. It's one thing to do your own special. And there's a lot of comedians that did their own special. When I mean do their own special, like there's no platform or anything like that. You just put it out on YouTube. And there's been a lot of guys, you know, Mark Norman did it, Sam Morell and, and guys, you know, and, and, and you can get the views like that. But um, I believe actually Comedy Central put those, released those too. But you need, you need some sort of app engine pushing it just so people can see it. Because let's just say, for example, a guy came off the street today, never did stand up before in his life. And he recorded an hour somewhere and it was unbelievable. Like it just, I'm just totally using a, a general, you know, uh, and it was unbelievable hour. Like, it's like, this guy was just like, you know, that baby who like was three years old and just started playing Mozart like that of stand up, Right. Just like a some, savant. Yeah. Some guy just gets up. He does this hour. Not one person knows him. No comedians know him. And the hour is amazing. And he puts it on YouTube. It, it will, it will probably, it'll do, but if the guy's got five followers and nobody knows, so you need, you do need, I'm not against independent stuff. I think independent stuff is great, but we were talking the other day about, I know some really good independent ones that didn't get the love it needed. So you do need, you do need eyeballs on it. The nice thing is with, with today's game and YouTube, you can at least do the most you can now, at least it can be seen, uh, at least you have some sort of chance, but having, you know, comedy central re-release it on YouTube definitely helped me. I think that's so true because it's, you can have the gold, but if it's stuck in the mine, you, no one's going to be able to appreciate it. hundred percent. It's a, an analogy from my gold miner roots from my family that moved out here for gold. But anyway, to, totally get <laughs> it. <laughs> and no, I'm re I'm really excited to see you perform when you come out here in Phoenix this weekend. I was going to ask, is this, the first time that you're doing comedy since before COVID? Yeah, it is. Um, the last time I did stand up was March 8th. Uh, it was my weekend at Levity Live at the beginning of March. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, this is actually the most, I guess, uncharted waters as far as, I mean, I think the most I ever went before this was maybe, I don't know, 15 days or something like that, two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks with like a vacation. I remember I went on vacation, then I had a surgery. So yeah, like two and a half weeks. And now, now you're talking almost, I mean, now you're talking months. I mean, this is the longest I've went in over, you know, 18 years, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely like, hope I remember the act the way, cause it was sucks as I was flying on all cylinders before this pandemic, I was, I was touring. The hour was ready to go. I had all these extra tags and punchlines. And, you know, I was going to all these clubs. I was I was in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And then I was in, you know, all these clubs in New York. I was just traveling. And then uh, now I'm like, OK, I hope I remember that. So it's going to be a lot of, you know, feeling it out. And also, you know, I want to address some things that, you know, COVID and everybody sitting home and the pandemic and stuff. So, I mean, I'm not just going to go right on stage and just, you know, be like, you know, so I'm working out. Like, I mean, maybe I will, but I don't, I don't think so. I think it's going to be more of like, uh, I think it's going to be an experience where I might even gain material by just the changes that have happened for sure. Yeah. 
I think that makes total sense. You can't, it's especially bad now to be like, oh, and that airline food because no one's on an airline anymore. So um, it's, right. it's making right. sure that you're staying relevant. And I think that's definitely important. And, and that's smart too. I think, I think it'll probably be a little bit awkward getting kind of flexing those muscles again. I also think though that the crowd is going to be a little more lenient or, or just more willing to laugh at whatever comes at them because this is also a first time for a lot of them too going to see a show since they've been inside. So I think having gone to a show, maybe their last times were a couple months ago, et cetera. I think they're excited to get out, excited to see somebody, especially if it's somebody that's great like you. So I, I think you're going to do great. Not to jinx it. Did I jinx it? Oh, no, I appreciate that. No, I, I, no, I, I hope not, but I, uh, I appreciate that. I mean, I know that, um, you know, we've had my my uh, agent and manager call up out there. We're talking to the club and making sure that like, you know, because I know that they said there was a little bit of a spike of COVID or whatever. But um, then they were like, no, you know, everything is good. And, you know, it's going to be careful and, and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm really ready. I, I think the crowd needs it. I need it. I obviously know some people are still, you know, I know some people might be skittish to come out. I know that, uh, but I think it's going to be good. And I think the people that do come out uh, are just going to, like you said, man, they're going to be appreciative and I'm appreciative. Like that's the thing, even though they're appreciating us, I'm appreciating the opportunity that I get to do what I love again. And I get to uh, be on stage there and, you know, I'm getting as much out of this as they are because um, this is, you know, this is my job. This is what I love to do. And it was basically like, oh, you can't anymore because it's something that's completely out of your control and, and all yeah. that. So now, now I think it might like, might even be a little emotional, like not like breakdown, cry emotional, but you know, like it's going to, I'm going to feel something I'm sure getting back up there and getting reminded of why I do this and, and getting reminded of why I love it. And um, hopefully that comes out and translates with the, you know, with the crowd. And I actually think it's kind of cool that the first one I'm doing is in Arizona because, um, I've always loved it there. They've always been great to me there. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's a really good comedy scene. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm going to have a link in the show notes for people to buy tickets too, but, uh, really looking forward to it. And I think you're going to crush. Thank you. Cool. Well, thank you, Paul. We're, we're going to get into the self-help portion. We like to start off with a quote to help us be inspired and motivational. But before we get into our quote, Paul, I wanted to ask you, do you have any motivational quotes or inspirational quotes that help you kind of stay focused, get you through your, your tough times? Absolutely. My, my, um, my favorite quote is a quote by John Wooden. John Wooden actually has two. John Wooden coached the, um, John Wooden coach. He lived to like 99 years old, rest of so he coached the the uh, UCLA uh, Bruins to, I believe, 11 championships or whatever. But John, and when you go to the basketball, this man was so philosophical and so deep and wise that when you go to the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts, there's a wall of like John Wooden quotes. And Dang. yeah, my favorite quote that he ever said was, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. And I actually saw, and I know a lot of other people that like, I thought I was like, you know, oh, does anybody, has anybody seen that? And I think like, I think I saw Gary Goldman liked it. I think he had it on like his long time ago, had it on like his MySpace. And I was like, oh, he saw it. 
And like, uh, and then he's like, he's a, a sports guy from Massachusetts. So of course he did. But then I spoke to other people and, um, and then my son's basketball coach said it recently and I'm like, Oh yes. Like people get it, but it's one of, and, and this is serious. I'm not, this is serious. Failure to prepare is preparing to fail is literally, if you go by that, you know, um, yes, you're going to be nervous about doing certain things. Yes, you're going to be anxious to, to, to do your job well. But if you go in prepared and ready, like when I was doing the Judd Apatow scene, what was so crazy about them changing my script was because for three months I was prepared. Okay, so for three months, I had my lines and I was ready to go. And I was, of course, nervous, but I knew that I was ready and I knew it. Then all of a sudden, day of, they're like, all right, we're changing it. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to go with the flow. I can do that and improvise because that's what they want. But I was, you know, that's when it gets a little, you know, so um, being prepared, man, and going into everything prepared is, is uh, that's one of my favorite ones. And then another one he said, which is great. This is more about family. He said, the greatest thing a father can do for his children is love their mother. And that's a, that's a heavy one too. If you really, if you, especially somebody like me who came from a broken home and came from divorce and stuff like uh, that's a heavy one too, for sure. Shit. Well, those are absolutely (laughs) great quotes. I, uh, those are way more inspirational than our quote that, that, that I have here. It's actually from a robot called Inspirobot. And what it does is it uses AI to take some of the wisest words known to man and just mash them together. So we usually read the quote and then decipher what we think it means. I don't want to do it now because that those two quotes were so meaningful. I feel we should just throw it away. But, <laughs> but we're going to do it. We're going to do it anyway. All right. <clears throat> so sure. this, week, this week's quote from InspireBot. <clears throat> if you beg for romance, you cannot beg for some guy named Steve. And that's the, that's the whole quote. If you beg for romance, you cannot beg for some guy named Steve. I think that's right. Yeah. Um. So that's a. I don't know how to even. I, how would I even? You know, it's like unless they're saying that the guy Steve is just. I feel. I feel like Steve might be a, more of a broy name. I guess. Because if you're if you want to be romantic, maybe yeah. a guy named Steve is not the guy of Prince Charming, like Beauty and the Beast, or there's like Prince. Well, Eric, I guess that's kind of a broy name too, Prince Eric with Ariel. But it doesn't seem like a story time fantasy name for a romance. That's what it made me think of. So if you're gonna go out with yeah. the, Steve's, like a, a fuck boy, is that what they call them? <laughs> I'm too old for this. I think it, it yeah, it might mean something like. Steve is just Steve. It's just common. It's just like, uh, it's just like a common, like that's, yeah. Like if you're going to go look for something, don't look for something common, like some dude named Steve, maybe. Yeah. It could be something like that. That's I like that. Like the average Steve. It's like basically, yeah, I feel like it's almost like they might be using it instead of like your average Joe, right? Like they just threw Steve in there. But like if, you know, it's not your average Joe, you got to kind of maybe dig deeper for love that really matters. Okay, now I'll get really fucking, now I'll get really heavy. You think I give a shit? (laughs) I'll fucking, I'll break this shit down for two hours. So I think what it means is, I think what it means is Steve is almost like a metaphor for for not common and not special 
and nothing that you need to dig deeper for because it's just there. It's just fucking Steve. It's just a, it's just a guy on a couch. You know what I mean? Steve is just on the couch, and like anybody could get that guy on a couch, right? <laughs> but if you want a real romance, if you have to actually find what's going to make you happy, and it's probably not the common thing, and it's worth the fight to go out and find it. I I love that. Like a Stefan, moreover, a, a, a more sophisticated, rare gem, if you will. Yeah, but here's the other thing. The other the other guy's name. The other guy's name could be Joe. Joe could be the romance. The Steve in this is a metaphor. I think of. I don't think of this whole thing as the name. I you know, see what if you're you wanted, saying. If you yeah, if, if you wanted a guy to have a different name, if you wanted the dude's name to be you know to be, you know Pierre or some shit, fine. But I don't think it's that. I think it's more of the, the, I mean, you're making me think of this way more than I I thought I would ever think of that. So That's pretty But hey, man, I'm thorough. I'm prepared. Yeah. You're making for a great podcast. So this is awesome. And I mean, I think you took one of the more confusing quotes and was able to make sense of it. So props to you. Or I'm 100,000% wrong. But, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know that robot's gonna be like this guy's a fucking moron and it's not even close you know of course it was the, of course it was the name thing but whatever nice all right well great i feel like we mastered it we're inspired we're ready to go on and do a question so we actually got a question from our fan will that he found on reddit and this question is how do i stop kicking my girlfriend in my sleep i apparently thrash a bit in my sleep and will kick my girlfriend hard enough to leave bruises she knows i'm asleep and it's unintentional but typically goes and sleeps on the sofa it's starting to become a problem and i don't know how to stop we've tried tucking my legs under the blanket and making a pillow barrier but that doesn't work and i'd love to hear from anyone that's dealt with the same problem sincerely kicking bees in my z's i think that he has anger issues and he, he, what he does is he, <laughs> he just, in his mind, he makes mental notes of what his wife is doing that bothers him. And then he <laughs> thinks he actually says he's sleeping, but he's just kicking the shit. Up. No, uh, in all seriousness, in all, he's just kicking. Like, he's like, okay, you know what? She thinks my eyes are going to be closed, but this chicken sucks and she's going to get kicked. <laughs> yes. Um, I no, left the dishes I, in the sink and I didn't wash them. Uh. Yeah, just subconscious. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, all right, yeah, there's another kick. No, I think, you know, my my um, my um son and daughter, especially my daughter, is really hard to sleep with. Like, you know, if they're like, you know, daddy put us to sleep and like I fall asleep or like sometimes my daughter comes in the bed with me and my wife in the middle of the night because she's scared or whatever. And she yeah. just is all over legs here, legs they all over and kicking you and then you don't get sleep. I think, unfortunately, some people just have a just have a, a wild thing with, with their, with their limbs. And I, it's, it, it really is unfortunate for the person that's next to him because um, I don't know who is ever going to lay next to my daughter for the rest. I mean, she literally, they end up in different positions. So, um, but if this guy's kicking hard, like if this guy, this guy, it sounds like this guy's not just moving around a lot. It sounds like this guy's like, this guy's like teeing off. Like this guy's like a like punting. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. So that's going to be, yeah, that's, that's going to be a problem. I don't know if there's like a, you know, if there's like a medicine you could take to like relax, like I'm, I'm thinking like almost like a muscle relaxer, but then I would imagine you don't want to get addicted to that, but like something. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe you could just get drunk. Whenever I get drunk, I usually just pass out and stay in the same place. Imagine if he started drinking and then it went from a kick to a punch. <laughs> and then he started punching. <laughs> he just, he's like, Ed, I tried everything. You know, now I'm drinking and I'm swinging. I'm just, I'm just swinging at it. Yeah, the alcohol makes it worse. Okay, yeah, good, good call. Um, maybe some sort of restraint. I mean, try some belts or something and just wrap them around your legs. You might, you might dolphin yeah, kick I mean, at that yeah. point, though. Yeah, man, this is that's a weird one. That's got that's going to be tough for the wife for life. Yeah, I mean, may, maybe, maybe on the deeper note that you were talking about going down that stream, if he's angry or restless whether it's at the wife or not maybe you could journal or something or meditate maybe and you could think about all the things you're thankful for so maybe you, then you'll stop kicking and do something less violent maybe a more joyous motion like jumping yeah, jacks i just become the happier person and doesn't have the kick yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe the guy's just uh, yeah i know there's all those those um like headspace and the meditation apps and those even podcasts that you can go to sleep to so maybe i don't know because if i i'm a sensitive person to the point where i can't watch horror movies right before bed or else i have nightmares that whatever's attacking me that i saw in the movie so maybe watch you could watch paul verzi's new special or you could maybe watch comedy on tiktok how boring how boring of a person do you have to be to have a put you to sleep podcast? Like <laughs> who would like, like, like how fucking shitty of it? Like if that's your, if that's like, if that's what your manager is pitching to you, like there's something wrong. Like if that's what your team thinks is, is your, is your ceiling where they're like, look, man, um, we did, <laughs> you know, we did realize you do need a podcast. We were trying to come up with things. So we're just going to have you talk just talk and and we're gonna try to put people to sleep and see if you could be some sort of sleep aid like how shitty of a personality do you have to have dude i would be literally stefan i would be literally insulted if somebody was like hey dude let's do this put people to sleep podcast i would be like you hey, you don't think i'm funny I, i'm not bringing anything to the table <laughs> i've 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 literally seen that in reviews i can't remember if we've seen it for my podcast but i've seen it where they're like oh i love to fall asleep to your podcast and it's like a true crime or it's like a cars thing and you're like okay how boring am i that you put me on and then just makes you fall asleep that's uh <laughs> Yeah, it's even worse if that's not even your intention for what the podcast. About, what about this? What about if you – this is even worse. What if your intention of the podcast is to put people to sleep and you suck at it and they don't sleep? <laughs> right? Like you can't even – like you're just boring, but you, they, they're, they're, they're up and angry. Oh, God. Or they're asleep and violent. They're like, your podcast put me to sleep, but I started kicking my wife. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. There you go. Exactly. Could have those effects. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> there's someone out there. I mean, with all the podcasts out there, could be mine. Who knows? Um, but anyway, yeah. are there are there any other suggestions that we have here for this poor individual that's kicking and thrashing in his sleep? The only thing that I would think about in all seriousness is I would think if you're if you're like in a queen size bed, try to get a bigger bed because I know like a king size if you get a king size, you might be able to uh, 
you know, separate a little more. I know somebody that has a king size and they're like, dude, when you go from a queen to king, it really is a big difference and you sleep apart. So, you know, maybe he'll still give her bruises, but they won't be as bad. You know, <laughs> Just a little smaller. That's a great idea. Yeah. Upgrade or downgrade. Just lose the bed altogether and go in sleeping bags. So that way you're kind of confined to your little cocoon and you don't, you, you might thrash around a little bit, but you'll be like a guy in a straight jacket. So no. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Or just have the guy go in another room if it just can't be done. Right. It's like, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's another option. It's like, look, and plus let's say you have sex with your wife, right? Once you, 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 then that's it. Then it's like, all right, I'm going to my room. So <laughs> it could be that. Like if the guy's like, look, I'd love to cuddle with you, but I'm going to end up kicking you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's like the perfect blend of married and single life. That's great. Uh, uh, love you, babe. That's what I meant to say. Um, anyway, I think that's good. I think we covered it. Lots of solutions for this person. So we've, they've been self-helped. Well, Paul, that's the end of our show. But before we go, I just wanted to say huge thank you for taking the time. I know this was like days before your show, and I know you've got a thousand other things going on, but I really appreciate you taking the time and helping make my dream come true, and maybe other people's dreams come true if they fall asleep to this podcast. So appreciate it. But um, where can people find you? What have you got to promote? Imagine, yeah, I hope we don't make a list, like top 10 best podcast episodes to fall asleep to, and it's us. <laughs> Um, no, I think that, uh, I think that they could find me. I I think that they could find me on, well, I know they could find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, now I guess TikTok. I'm doing that, but, um, I have a new uh, YouTube channel. My YouTube channel just launched during, basically during this time, two months. And like, we're almost, it's, I'm almost, it's, it's, already doing really great i got a bunch of subscribers and so you can check that out that has the verzi effect podcast it also has stand up it's going to have sketches and it's going to have a new web series that i have coming out called dude i called it so that that's coming out all on the all on the new youtube channel um i'll say uh what's it called i'll say this we're gonna have another link for them to, to see that and uh yeah man just check me out on all so- social uh, media platforms and please check me out at copper blues um, tomorrow through Sunday uh, in Phoenix. Awesome. And all of those links are going to be in the show notes. So people, you can find Paul everywhere that he mentioned below and tickets to CB Live. Um, and I think that's it. So thank you guys. And we'll talk at you next week. Bye-bye.